and welcome to A Bouquet of Kelly Lilies podcast. This is your host, Chloe Andrews, and today we will be kicking off the second episode a, a little bit differently. Uh, originally, this episode was supposed to be put out sometime at the beginning of March, and school got in the way because of, as many of you might know, uh, I am a journalism, well, a public relations and speech communication uh, major at Arkansas Tech University, which is super cool, learning a lot, um, super amazing. I love what I do. In fact, it's the um, very thing that encouraged me to have the confidence to be able to start this very podcast. Um, However, I was not able to get this episode out in a timely manner. So that means that I just cut out the things that weren't very timely. So instead, you just get like a little wisdom bomb, or at least that was the goal, because I've been feeling kind of stressed, and um, I needed some encouragement, something to lift me up, and honestly, re-listening to this podcast has definitely helped me uh, accomplish that goal almost a month later. So, uh, without further ado, um, I hope you're lifted up. I hope this gives you some encouragement, and... Uh, just to finish out the semester strong, um, or whatever it is, whatever season you're in, strong. So, yeah. As of late, I have... I don't know how to really explain this, but I've been feeling just a little bit of pressure from being spread so thin, it feels like sometimes. And I mean pressure as in like, more just like really stressed and the pressure of that stress of like feeling like I have to be everywhere at once all the time. Uh, Just because, I mean, whenever you're, you're a student, it's the best time of your life to like do all the things but also it's probably one of the most volatile times of your life and that's because it's the best time to do all of the things um so i've definitely been experiencing that pressure right now especially as a junior and i'm really like in college and i've been getting into like the meat of my degree at this point and just these upper level classes like the first time I've been taking like upper level classes it's it's hard (laughs) I mean I'm doing the dang thing but it is hard like it's no joke and I'm proud of myself but it's also I don't know it's it's still a lot because I also have two jobs and one of them is The only reason that I'm able to do all of it is because I work at the library here at the school and um, I basically get to do my homework. But my second job is at the church and that one can be very emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, all of that taxing. Um, And that's how ministry is and I know that, but it's just, it it can be draining sometimes and it can be demanding even just as um, a part-time small thing like it's also not small because a lot of it is still on a volunteer basis and you also 
get because I work in students and you get so attached to these students and like all you want to do is pour into them but then they like low-key don't really some of them don't really want to be poured into but like they do they just don't act like it but like some of them actually don't and it's like anyways I'm kind of rambling a little bit but it's it's a lot is what I'm trying to say because I'm also in a student org and um I also just enjoy having hobbies and so like reading and it all piles up you know and I get really stressed um lately and just this year in general I've been working on trying to have more confidence in myself because I started realizing especially over Christmas break that I struggle a lot with imposter syndrome which is basically the feeling that you and I haven't been diagnosed with this I'm not even sure if it's like I know it's diagnosable but I don't know if it's like a mental disorder or not so don't quote me on this but I connect with this idea at least um that I like don't belong I'm just kind of like faking it and like I don't actually deserve to be where I'm at and I know that's not true like my rational mind knows that this is not true but it's still something that I definitely like struggle with and so I really whoa I don't know if you could hear that there was some thunder um anyways <laughs> um as of late, I've been really working on having more confidence with myself and just giving myself space to um, actually like not be perfect because I can't expect that of myself and also just have the confidence to like, yeah, I got this. And whenever I told myself that the other day, I remembered um, one of the pieces that my mom wrote about. And if you don't know, my mom passed away and whenever I was young, and like whenever I was in middle school, and she had a blog and she left it behind and I found it last semester. And I read this piece while I was preparing for something else and I was using the blog for it. And this, like I remembered this and I was like, dang, I kind of want to talk about this and I kind of want to like do this piece um and share this story and the reason why whenever i tell myself to believe in myself uh, i re got reminded of this is because it's titled she's got this and it was written on september 20th in 2015 and i was in seventh grade um and this was the first time that i actually was in athletics for the school because you know like or i don't know if anybody else works like this but in sixth grade we couldn't be in athletics officially uh, we had to be in PE and then seventh and eighth grade you could be in athletics um, and actually do sports with the school and so that's this is my first time experiencing that so without further ado I would like to share the story that she wrote and then my thoughts and feelings about them She's got this, by Allison Andrews. Four weeks of school are now behind us. Since seventh grade is the first year students can participate in athletics, it's also our first year in the wonderful world of middle school sports. For girls in our district, the choices are 
volleyball, basketball, cross-country, tennis, and track and field. I think. Remember, I'm getting almost all of my information secondhand. You have to do two sports. Right now, it's volleyball season, so the cur- cur- so the co-current activity is cross-country. All of this is completely foreign to me since I attended a tiny private school with only one sport for girls, volleyball. I'm 5'2". Enough said. And B, I don't have an athletic bone in my body. Since I was a high school teacher for several years, I know a little bit about extracurricular activities. Mainly that when you're absent for a game, you should always make up your work ASAP. I still stand by that, by the way. Academics shouldn't suffer due to participation in a sport. Anyway, we left it up to Chloe to decide if she wanted to try out for volleyball. She hasn't played much, but I thought she had a decent chance of making one of the teams. I think she was a little nervous about trying out, though, because instead she shows cross-country, which had no tryouts. After her athletics coach explained what was involved, she told me, Coach K said it's great for people who like to push themselves. I can't wait! It's true. She does like a challenge. And she got one. In the first week, she ran more than I probably have in all the years of my life combined. Besides the running and cross-country, which happens before school and athletics, they do strength and conditioning and more running. At this point, I think she's doing at least two miles a day. Mercy. Last week, she started saying that her knee hurt. And after the first week of athletics, the coaches sent out an email saying that they were not accepting parent notes to excuse parent students from working out. Translation, the kids were sore because even the most active ones probably hadn't ever worked out this much, but the coaches weren't having it. If a student thought they were injured, they should go to the trainer or to the doctor and bring back a note. Period. After a day or so, C went to the trainer, who told her it was tendonitis due to repetitive stress, and that a special brace thingy that puts pressure on the spot would help, and that she should take ibuprofen and stretch. We did that. Remember, she's still running two miles a day and doing squats and lunges and I don't know what all else. WebMD said that when you have tendonitis, you should rest it completely. Meanwhile, the coaches are telling her to take it easy, but I'm not sure that's in my daughter's vocabulary. I could feel the worry circling in my mind, not yet becoming full-fledged anxiety, but I went back and forth on whether I should email the coaches or the trainer or go ahead and take her to the doctor even though I knew what the doctor would say, and since we don't have traditional insurance, it would be out of pocket. And she's on the meet list from Friday. Should she bow out and let somebody else go? Then I felt this rising up in me. Let her talk to the coaches and visit the trainer. She's got this. Sure, I couldn't help mentioning what she needed to hear from the trainer, namely, was she or was she not fit to continue running? Then I found myself telling her what to say to the coach and getting an impatient response. I got the message, finally, and bit my tongue. That day, she got into the car saying, the trainer did some voodoo magic on my knee. It's a machine that sends an electrical pulse through electrodes to relieve pain. She had talked to the coaches in athletics, um, and in athletics, that talk happened after she was trying to do the whole workout and started crying. 
The coaches said that she needed to tell them she was hurting before it got to that point. Her knee started feeling better, but by the time uh, the meet on Friday, it was hurting again. And she and her coach decided that she should wait until she's healthy to compete. She was disappointed at first, but rallied to cheer her teammates on. With uh, what a lot of lessons she had an opportunity to learn. If I had stepped in to take over with my anxious mother emails, she wouldn't have been able to learn them. Now, I am not saying that we shouldn't listen to our mommy radar when it pings. This doesn't seem right. I should check it out. Most of the time, when we listen to our deepest intuitions, it turns out that we were right. However, I am saying that I actually did listen to my intuition, the one that lies beneath my knee-jerk reaction worried mom reaction. Admittedly, Chloe makes it easier for me, a certified wimp who hates taking risks, to let her be independent because she tells me to. This is the child who was so excited on her first day of kindergarten that we got there before anyone else except for the student teacher, her actual teacher wasn't even in the room yet. And once Chloe had a puzzle in front of her, she looked at me and said matter-of-factly, you can go now. What? Are you sure you don't want me to stay until at least somebody else gets here? No, you can go. And I was dismissed with the wave of her hand. I walked away a little stunned, but knowing instinctively that she wasn't unattached to me and that she still did need me for some things, just not this time. I was right when I decided, she's got this. I just have to let her handle it. So, honestly, whenever I first read this story, I didn't even remember it until I read it. Like, I probably couldn't have conjured it into my brain <laughs> by myself. But somehow, some way, um, the way that she told that story brought back so many more memories than if I had just tried to remember it on my own. And after reflecting a little bit longer, I realized just how thankful I am for my mom's decision to allow me to be independent like that. Because yes, she was right. I had so many opportunities to learn how to foster and cultivate my independence even as a young child. Um, for example, as a five-year-old who told my mom that she could go now <laughs> on my first day of kindergarten. <laughs> I can't even imagine being in her shoes at that point and um, like hearing this little five-year-old be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm chilling. And that was all because I was so excited and I wanted to get there early. Um, but genuinely, I really am excited for both of my parents for just allowing me to be independent. Like I said, it's really hard to be independent. And especially now as an adult, um, like a young adult learning how to be like truly independent for the first time, I feel like I do have this confidence in myself that I will be able to figure it out um, and it just made me really thankful for those opportunities even as a kid and as um, an adolescent to be able to like like really give myself those opportunities um, and it also lastly made me realize that 
I need to believe in myself like my mom believed in me. Because I've, like I said, I've been struggling with that. And this is something that I really have the opportunity to be able to do for myself. Um, I need to operate under the assumption that, yeah, she's got this. I've got this. Um, I'm going to be vulnerable just for a little bit here for a second. Um, the other night, I just had, I had one of those cries. Like, one of those, because I was also kind of in prayer, where you're just crying out, like, everything that you're feeling in that moment, and mine just happened to be directed at God, but, like, why do I not feel like I'm enough? Like, why do I feel like I'm not doing enough, even though I'm doing everything that I possibly can? Why do I always feel so burnt out? And why can I never seem to feel like I can be refreshed? And all of these are questions that um, I know the answer to. And some of them are lies and some of them are things that I don't have to feel and that I just felt in the moment, but it felt good to get it out. And um, it was just something that had been piling up in the background that I really didn't realize was piling up until it, like, the dam broke and everything just came out. But just for the record, I am okay. I promise. That was kind of like a form of therapy for me. Um, and it was a stress reliever. It was just a way that I had to process my emotions in order to be able to get through them and get over them and get around them. And, um, at this point, like, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on this life. I'm ready to take on where I'm at in this season. Um, and what's waiting for me on the other side of college. I'm excited and I'm nervous, but it's like a good nervous. And I, I got this. I just, I have to believe that. And I think for some reason wording it in the way that's like, instead of like, oh, I believe in myself. And instead I'm talking about myself of, yeah, she's got this. I've got this. Somehow that just clicked with me. And um, having that genuine confidence in myself that even if I don't know the answer, I'll be able to get the answer is really satisfying. And so I'm slowly learning how to <laughs> release my perfectionism uh, without letting go of who I am um, and also without letting go of the fact that I genuinely care so deeply about everything that I do. And sometimes that can be exhausting, but also it opens a lot of doors and it's just who I am. And I can't disconnect the fact that I care with who I am. And it's a process. It's something that I'll probably continue to learn for the rest of my life. Um, that I don't have to be perfect and that I I can be human and that I can make mistakes and that I can do all of these things so long as I learn from them and pick myself up and dust myself off and 
continue to believe that she's got this. So anyways, that's all of my thoughts and feelings and <laughs> emotions. And maybe that's enough for one night, but I genuinely just figured that this was something that a lot of us, and by us, I mean just humans, um, maybe other young adults will particularly relate to this right now in their season of life, but I think it's just something that a lot of people need to hear. And hey, you got this. <laughs> Thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to listen uh, to this, I don't really, I can't really say weeks podcast because I haven't gotten in any kind of groove with this yet, but just for listening to this episode and for my thoughts, um, I have some really cool ideas coming up, so maybe I'll be able to implement those over the summer, um, so keep a lookout, uh, I have fun with it, and I hope that you enjoy listening to it. Um, so, anyways, have a blessed week, and I love you.